Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Coming up on today's Better Together. It's fun. It's fun to get my siblings things, especially because it's um I wanted to get my sister a car a couple months ago, but they wouldn't let my parents wouldn't let me. So I'm I'm still like restricted on things that I can get. You them. gotta love the immigrant parents. God damn, I love it. No car. <laughs> I love it. No. no car. No, definitely if I'm getting them anything, it has to go through like their approval. That's right. And it can't it can't be anything that's that's too nice. It's just like it doesn't fly. I don't know. My my parents are like the the the, the types of people where like I was always I was always asking them, I was like, why don't you this is a stupid example, but I was like why don't why don't you guys do the lottery? And like I was like uh, obsessed with the lottery as a kid because I was like it's so cool like anybody can just win money. And they were like, why would we need money when we have each other? Like that was their oh, point. wow. That was like I'm mean, that's still them. Like like it's like which is a little bit different than me. Like I'm super driven. I'm like I want to be very successful. But they're all like we have each other. We have a roof over our yeah. That's all we need. That's it. And like, it's so cool. But that's, that's, you know, that's yes. what Hey, David Dobrik fans. We are so excited that you guys are here. If you are interested in getting better in all areas of your life, I'm talking from mental health to success. We are the show for you. We offer you daily tips, that silver bullet that truly will transform your life. And we have the most amazing guests healers to celebrities like your guy david dobrik maria started the show after her brain tumor and honestly she just started it because she cares and she wants to help people so 
We're a small show. We work seven days a week. We're trying just to pump out this incredible content for you guys. So do us a favor and subscribe. We want you to join our Heal Squad. We want you to be here with us daily. We want you to enjoy and we want you to grow and heal and learn and succeed. So join us, join us and enjoy the David show. I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Greetings, people. Welcome to Better Together with Maria Menounos. And as you can tell, we're here. I am not Maria Menounos. I'm Mr. Maria Menounos, a.k.a. Kevin Undergaro, sitting in for Maria as she gets better and she's on the mend. Uh, We're here from the East Coast studio. And, uh, man, huge, super excited to talk to our guest today, David Dobrik. Me too. He's a self-proclaimed... High school class clown. That's true. Yes. So Slovakian immigrant David Dobrik in 2013 posted his first Vine video before moving to Los Angeles, where his YouTube channel and the Vlog Squad were born. By 2018, David's channel had over 10 million subscribers and today has almost 19 million. David has won multiple Kids' Choice Awards and was named People's Sexiest YouTube Star, as well as one of Forbes 30 <laughs> Under 30. Maria was a, was, a, was a couple of times, she was a People's... Uh, Sexiest person, too, I believe, at one point. He is one of the, right? (laughs) Pretty cool, David. He is one of uh, the top five most viewed creators on YouTube today. And at the young age of 24, is already a pioneer for 21st century entertainment. But most importantly, in the seemingly ever-growing world of self-centeredness, underneath David's creative and comedic talents, rests a huge heart that literally pays people's mortgages and gives cars away, and almost on a daily basis. He is, to me, new Hollywood. Better Together in the Heel Squad are so excited to speak with Mr. David Dobrik. Woo! Yeah, you're a... You, dude, you, what intro? Oh, my God. Well, who wrote that? Uh, who, one of our people here, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, well, you know what's funny? Because I know when we interview guests, a little how the sausage gets made, we always hear like, don't talk about this, and don't talk about that. And, and we always like, listen... First of all, Maria would divorce me if I do anything that's negative in any way, shape, or form, because that's what she feels gave her a tumor in Hollywood, was dealing with the toxicity. You know, for us, it's getting better, and how do we all get better together? And and by the way, even if it's just through laughter, that's healing in and of itself. But I am like, but I love, um, you know, going through all your stuff. Your, your other interviews and, you know, you saying to Drew Barrymore how you feel it's selfish of you to give because of the wonderful feelings you get. I feel the same way. Can you expand on that? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I think, I don't know. It's, it's so funny because people are, people are always like, wow, that you give so much or whatever, like you do this, you do this. And so it's so, this isn't just me trying to be like this humble dude here selling this fake BS, but it's just so easy to do it. Like it's literally the easiest thing to give something to somebody. Like there's really no strings attached to it uh, other than the fact that it just makes you feel incredibly amazing. Like it, like 
it just lifts everybody's spirits in the room. Like when you, when you're able to give back to something, uh, give back to someone, like it could be, you know, as big as getting somebody a, a house or a car, but it could be like Damn. even lending somebody your ear for a second and just listening to them. Like there's so many different ways you can give to a person. And it's, and it's just like the most remarkable feeling. I, and I hate, I do hate talking about it because I, I know. it does sound like I just read it and now I just like say it on all. And no. this is happening. it it is the truth i know yeah i can see you're lowering your head and i get this a lot too people say this to me too like don't be shy about i i hear everything you're saying that what i what i think is great is i just want to add that when you have the means it is so easy to give i always say it's just there's a line in the old um scrooge back the 1951 version where he's like what does it matter in your mere mortal money you know what I mean? Because it just kind of comes and goes anyway, if you have it. But if you don't have it, then you can give of your ear and of your time, like you said. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I just think it's, uh, yeah, like I, like I said in the other interview, like I think it's, I think giving is, is, is another way of being selfish. It's just, it's the best. It's so much easier to give than to receive too, because yeah. receiving is so tough for so many different reasons. Yes. How do you react? What do you say? Are you saying enough? Are you saying too much? Like, um, so yeah, I always like to be on the other side of things. Yeah, me too. I, you, you, we also have this in common, David. I don't like receiving birthday presents. And when I do, I, I, if the few times I do, I don't want to open them in front of people. And you said the same thing. Yeah, I'm so bad at it. And, and it almost makes me kind of, which I hate saying that I hate it because it almost makes me hypocritical because I love to give them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are you putting this kind of pressure on somebody else by giving them a gift? And, and, uh, when you, when you can't receive one yourself, uh, right. but, but yeah, no, I feel, I feel the same way. It is, it is kind of tough to receive a gift sometimes. Cause you're just like, Whoa, what do I do? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, here's something is, you know, as long as we probably talk about too, is your finances at some point in this interview, but you know, hopefully you're taking care of business because you don't want to give it all away because you know that that's not healthy either. But I will, I will tell you a story. I, I did, I do a lot of the Tony Robbins seminars. I do a lot of self-help um, stuff and then I'm blessed enough to be able to take in. And when I remember talking to one very successful man there, his name is Dean Graziosi. He's a big real estate guy. And he said, you know, five years ago, I decided I'd made all my money. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. And now I want to focus on giving back. And I said, wow, that's that's cool. And, um, and he said, you know what I noticed? In six months of just focusing on giving back, I was making twice. I started making twice what I was making when I was just all focused on me. So it's kind of cool. It right, boomerangs yeah. back. It, it totally does boomerang back. And that's why it feels like you're cheating. That's that's why it feels, it feels <laughs> right? weird. Yeah, no, it's, it's the best. 
And I mean, like, can you, I'm sure, do you have a favorite of any of the people you've given to, or favorite experience, other famous per, favorite person, but can you tell us of one of your favorite experiences of giving and take uh, us through it? I think, I think I'm like my most material materialistic thing I've ever given was I gave my friend um, a Lamborghini, which I know is like so crazy and so cheesy and so YouTuber-ish, but like his <laughs> like just engulfed in the supercar world. Um, and we got an opportunity um, to, to give him one like fully paid for all taxes covered on and everything. He just drove it out of my, uh, out of my garage and it was his and just his reaction. I will remember it till the day I die. It was the most, I mean, it's the craziest thing you could possibly do to, to, to give something like that to a close friend of yours. Um, but another moment that I really loved is we were in Texas and this kid came up to me and he's like, this girl I really like, she's, she's a DACA girl. And mm. so am I, I'm, I'm a dreamer. And, and she was, and he was like, she works two jobs. She has a kid. She has, she has all these things that she has to take care of. Like she has to pay medical bills and she just needed help. So we like stopped by and we, you know, we gave her a check. Um, I don't know for how much it was, but, but it was just the coolest experience. It was me and the guy she liked and like two of her other friends and everybody in the car was, they were all dreamers and they were all DACA kids. Um, and I don't know why, I, I don't know, maybe because like, I guess I related to it in mm -hmm. a way, but like, I just, I really loved it. Like it was like such, I got to hang out with them. Like after I surprised them with the money, we went to like, Waterburger and we got like burgers and it was just like there was something about it that was so real like I'll never see these people again but it was so cool to be able to to like stop by and like make someone's day and like and like help them out with whatever they're going through um so that was definitely a moment that like I'll remember for the rest of my and life you never know well. how you you never know how profoundly you may have changed their lives you never know that you know but yeah, I, I appreciate that but yeah that's like I think that goes with you know with any kind of act of kindness even the smallest even like it's so lame to say but like holding the door for somebody like it's just like somebody's day can be complete shit and like you do one thing yeah. that's kind and out of the ordinary like it's like it, it can really make a world of a difference yeah i agree i agree and especially now um go, go back like, to daca to the very few people who know what daca is it's it's it, to clarify it's if you are uh you're not in, you you came into this country uh, as an immigrant as a child, but maybe not legally. And now, because of that, you have restrictions on you. Correct? Is it something like that? Right. So I, I think I I think I came here legally, but I overstayed my welcome. I think that's how that's how it uh, mm -hmm. works. And then there was this whole thing passed by Obama that was kind of it was deferred action, and it let me stay here as an executive order, and it it was DACA. So then I could start working here, and I, I had now I finally got a social security number and stuff like that. Um, but with like, uh, in the last four years, there's a lot of privileges that were taken away with, with, um, the new people in office and, you know, uh, DACA kids couldn't travel and they had a lot more limitations on things that they can or cannot do. Um, so yeah, but I hope, hopefully it's changing. I think better. It I, it's got to change. Mm -hmm. I would think so. I, you know, yeah, don't, let's not go down that road. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it so when you were in school, did you not speak English? No, I uh, I was in, so I came here, I think when I was At, like six. I right. was, I was First grade, school. right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I, I know my first sentence was, uh, shake what your mama gave you. And I know my, my parents were so embarrassed by that being my first sentence. But I, I wasn't, no, I wasn't, I wasn't really speaking English, but I was also so young where it was like, I, I you know, kind of picked it up pretty quickly. Do you um, remember? So, I, so, so Maria, my wife, 
was Greek and didn't speak any English. And, um, you know, you and Maria, you're very similar. You're very light and fun and you let things roll off you. And I, I hate that it's a DNA thing because I, I'd like to think we can all get there and I hope we can, but I think of myself, if I walked into kindergarten and didn't speak the language, I, I would have been petrified. I, I literally would have wet myself and I think I would have been so damaged <laughs> And Maria just was like, what? No, it was, it was different. It was weird. And, but you know, and I don't know, I was, and do you have any memories of it being? Oh, I honestly don't remember kindergarten at all. I don't, I, I, what a I don't know if the language was like my concern at the time. I think it was just like, I was, when my parents told me like we were moving to America, I remember thinking like, that's disgusting. Like, like America's so gross. Like I was, I was just so grossed out by the idea. Cause like, I don't know. When I thought of America, I thought of alleyways for some reason, just alleys. Just you weren't thinking of Ronald McDonald? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't get the dream. I didn't get the memo of how happy it was. But um, but no, I wasn't worried. And I also, I was also, my mom would speak to me in Hungarian and my dad in Slovak. So maybe there was something about another language that didn't scare me, but also it was in kindergarten. So I'm not sure if I have the best memory of it, um, but gotcha. I'm pretty, I, I, I speak pretty well now. So I'm, I'm happy. Well, you, 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 I mean, like, I'm always fascinated with people like you who are so successful and have such a tremendous spirit. And the more research I do on you, it's no coincidence you've been able to sustain it. And I know you're still very young and there's definitely a long way to go, but the work ethic that you've put in um, and that you even had growing up, can, can you tell me were the things that you think your parents did to help with that? Um, um, I think, I think the most important thing, like my dad ever told me, and this is the one quote I always share is, is whatever job you do, do it to the best of your abilities. Um, my, my dad would, you know, my dad had a lot of jobs, especially when he first moved out here and uh, in Slovakia, he was a dart player and he was like the world's, he won the world champ or the championship in Slovakia for dart throwing. And then he came out here and he worked at FedEx and he was um, the number one like delivery person with the most amount of uh, immigrants. I, yeah. I don't know what it was, but he's like whatever, like whatever you're doing, whether you're a garbage man or a, or a late night host or or a teacher, like do it to the best of your abilities because because people will see that and they'll recognize that and it'll only help you in the future. Um, and I think I think that's so important. I think um, I think I, I also along the lines of that is like treating everybody the way you'd want to be treated and treating everyone equally. Like you don't you know you don't, you don't know. Yeah. I think that's, that's where that sentence sounds. And so, but. yeah, yeah. But, but you know, it's funny. Maria, again, Maria's dad, Costas, same thing. Same thing was just like, it's all about, you have to work hard and be respectful. And, um, and man, it's that like, was, that was my concern as a kid. My dad would always be like, work hard, work hard. And, and it's like, and I was always like, I want to, but I don't like how, how, what, what does that mean? Work hard. Like, do I start <laughs> yeah. building a house? Like, what, am, what does that even mean? And I think like, that's where uh, I'm, I'm a little biased in like explaining my story is just like, I, I, I feel like I, I was at the right place at the right time. And I found Vine and then, you know, I found social media. I always wanted to get into late night, but I was like, how do I do it? Like, how do I, uh, how do I get into entertainment? How do I do this thing? But I just didn't know how to do it. And my dad was like, work hard. And I was like watching all these YouTube videos, just like taking information. I remember he came in my room and he was like pissed that I was on my, uh, like on my, uh, iPod. And he's like, you got to go do something. And I'm like, I'm working dad. And he just didn't get it. And I was being so cheesy, you know, like pretending like this is my job already. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
but but yeah, that was like that was a big like the big part that I struggled with is like I want to work hard, I just don't know where I can. And then when I fell into the whole social media thing, I was like, hell yeah, like I finally have this opportunity where like I have to work hard now because I, this is you know I can't lose it. Like I know three years ago I would have killed for this opportunity, and now I have it, so I'm going to put you know 100 percent of my effort into it. So there's a gratitude, and you you worked at a, a retirement home. Yeah. In high school, I know, but even during that period, that eight month period, at least for my research, you uh, even that you didn't just like blow. I would, I was when I worked at a nursing home too. It, it, but guess what I did? As soon as my check came in, went right down to the comic book store, bought every single comic that came out. I, you know, I mean, never had any money. You say you had a conscious effort. You even that money, you you decided not to touch it, right? You were saving it for your dream. Yeah, yeah, I I worked at yeah I worked at the retirement home, and the way the the payments were set up is the money would go into a separate account, and you had to set up that account, and you had to set up like a new credit card just to access that. And for for I don't know how long I worked there for like the year or whatever I worked there, um, I didn't touch any of that, um, and I, I I just didn't need it because I was just living with my parents, and I was like I don't want to buy anything right now. But the day I moved out to LA, like two days before. Um, I went to set up the account and now I had a combined total of like $1,600 in my bank account, which was just enough to get me to move to LA. <laughs> and, and you were saying, I, I loved your Tom Ward interview, um, a shout out to Tom Ward, but you were saying when, even when you first moved to LA, you, it was like $25 for groceries and that was going to feed you for three days. And you, you were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? I have no money. And then you said to Tom, and to your friend, like, wow, isn't this cool? <laughs> and I was like, I, I would have been so panicked. But again, I think that that's what lended to, like, you were in the moment of like, wow, I'm scared, I'm frightened, and this is a cool feeling. And I have to think that that helped you. Yeah, I think it was like just blind ambition. Like, I was just like, so excited to just do it. Like, it's like, especially when I, I, I've talked about this before, like when I told people I was moving out to LA, they gave me like the cliche responses, like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Go to school. And it was like, it was like a TV show. And I was like, I know the next part of this TV show. Like I know what happens. It's like, I have to prove everybody wrong. Um, so I don't know, looking back at it, like looking back, like would I let my son move to LA? Like I'd have a really hard time. Right. I'd be like, no way you stay right here. Cause it's, it is, it is risky. Like a lot of my friends, Actually, all the friends I had when I first moved here, I they don't live here anymore. Same with um, me. Same with yeah. me. Came out with a crew, and they, after, by by a year, they were gone. Yeah, someone told me there was like a, a, when I first got here, it was like the first month I was here. She, this woman told me she's like, "There's a rule here. Like, if you stay here for at least a year, just stay here for a year, just to figure out how the city works, you'll be good. Like, no matter what it is, like, make sure you battle." battle it out and make it here one year. And like, that was my goal. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to survive in LA for a year and then I'll take it from there. Um, and I really like that advice too. Yeah. And, and, you know, LA's changing, right? Like a lot of the major cities right now with the pandemic have changed and I've heard. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. People say the soul of LA is gone. And I have several friends from my generation of Hollywood who have left, sold their houses. Yeah. I mean, I'm horrified every day. It's another person I either read about or I get a text from. Yeah, I'm out. Come see us in Florida or wherever. And I'm like, you know, Maria, like I, I'm sad. Like I think we're you know going to be alone, and maybe we should think about moving on too. And you know, leave it to Maria. She's like, you know, Kevin. Why is you looking at this like a bad thing? Because how do we know like those people aren't leaving to bring in new people and new energy? And then as I was telling Kelsey before the interview, I go, you know, when I'm, you know, learning more about David and this new Hollywood coming in, I think that's what Maria meant. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's a, it's a, it's a, you guys, it seems like you guys, you, the, the, the new stars coming up through new media don't seem don't seem like they subscribe to the caste system of Hollywood yeah. where the, the when I came out here the stars were gods and goddesses and you didn't you didn't you were even afraid to approach them don't look at them don't no. even look oh <laughs> my god don't look at them there's I've been on sets where no don't look at and by the way for an actor I sometimes understand because they're trying to stay in character that I get that's being professional but I think there's something to the new LA and your generation coming in, and I think it's beautiful. Yeah, interesting. So you're saying like m- my generation is more of a like like all embracing type of thing. Like they don't they, they don't they don't look at like this is there's a hierarchy here. Like everybody's yeah. more of an of an equal. I think yeah yeah I think, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. I think it's I think that comes with um, a lot of like social media kids and uh, a lot of yeah people born from the internet is like that their own they're their own bosses and they're not really depending on this like hierarchy of like, of like what producers do I have to shake hands with or what actor do I have to meet or what casting director do mm. I have to impress? Um, I think there's a lot of that that is, you know, that's not applicable to what a lot of people do here. Um, so I think a lot of people are looking out for themselves, which is a good and a bad thing, right? It has, you know, as, as plus and minuses, but yeah, I think that's, that's definitely a really interesting point. And I think, I think cutting out a lot of the middlemen, like you were saying with the producers, the casting agents, with artists now being able to create their own content that goes directly to fans, these middle yeah. men and women really clogged up the middle for a while. And I'm sure they had a purpose and a lot of great content came from them, but they also hurt a lot of people and they prevented a lot of people who had talent and came out here but didn't shake the hands and do the things you're saying. And uh, that's what also I think is great about new media. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. I think it's, 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 there's no excuse not to, 
not to follow your passion anymore because you, you literally, everyone has an iPhone. You can upload anything to anywhere you want. You can show off any talent you have. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's totally different. It's not, it's not up to one person that you meet in Burbank at 3 PM for an audition that decides whether or not you're, you're going to have a career here. It's, it's truly up to you now. Yeah. And he also said, and I, I heard this pretty accurately and it might surprise Kelsey here. Who's a big David Dobrik man? Oh yeah, um, but Thanks. that he—you call yourself a huge pessimist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'm super. I'm super glass half empty. I guess that's the way to put it. Hey, Kelsey, I'm not even. What do you empty. think of that? Well, the only reason does I'm that like, surprise you? It doesn't because I've heard him say that. But looking at you, David, yeah, you're like the happiest, lightest human on earth. So yeah, I guess it does kind of surprise me. So it doesn't surprise me. Really? But no, yeah. because that's that's his rudder. That's that's navi- That's his push. Mm-hmm. Is that I got to keep going? That I'm not going to oh. sit back on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, go ahead, I David. Think, I think it's the fact that like it can be swept under you. Like, you know, it could be taken away just as fast as it came. Ah. And I think that's like what that's what keeps somebody motivated, especially with something so cool like this. Like this is literally the most insane job I have. And you know, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, under-promising and over-delivering. Um, so I think that's mm. that's also kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with my whole glass, half-empty mm. type of perspective on things. But, you know, even though I'm pessimistic, I, you know, I'm always hoping for the best outcome. I'm just, you know, expecting. Okay, and then I love also, because I'm, I'm this way too, that you're nostalgic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have, when something enters my life, like I cannot let it go ever. Like I, I, I it's like this, like I have my, I still, when I go to my hometown, I still visit my old high school teachers, my middle school teachers, whatever it is. Like I owe them so much. Like I, I, oh. I, I don't want to just be complimenting teachers for no reason, but I really think teachers are so, I mean, this is obvious, but like they, especially in my life, they've helped me shape who I am so much. Uh, and especially my hometown friends. Like I always say I'm a product of like all my friends and all my teachers and all my experiences. And like, that's what I am. It's just like, I'm just a combination of all my friends. And, and like, I, I have the same friends I've had forever. Like even when I, even from, um, another place in Illinois, I used to live, like, I still keep up with those friends. I just, I'm, I'm just obsessed with keeping touch with those people that, that I love and that like, that we've been good to each other. And I just, I don't know, that's something I can never let go of. And I, I love, uh, yeah, anything that was anything that helped shape my childhood or anything that brought me happiness, uh, and got you to, and got you to this place. Yeah. 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 Right. Like and I, you're happy where you are now. And all of these people for better or worse had a hand in that. Yeah. There was, there was a, we were doing, I was doing this thing for SpongeBob once where, um, where it was like, it was like a reunion with the cast and I was kind of hosting it. And they were like reading through all their like biggest and top lines of the show. And, um, and Natalie and everybody was going to have a meeting in the living room. But, um, so they were like, go do it in the bedroom. It was like, it was like a zoom thing. And I was like, no, 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 we have to have it in the living room. Like I have to do this in the living room. I need like a nice backdrop. Like I want this to look pretty on camera. Like I owe SpongeBob my entire life. Like I'm, <laughs> I want to put in as much effort as I can to this because SpongeBob, like we would, none of us would be here having any meetings if it wasn't for me watching SpongeBob. Um, so like every little moment or every little thing I, I experienced as a kid, like 
it's all just like products of of what I'm doing now, and, and I'm so appreciative of that. And there's something about I also I say it all the time too, going back to your hometown just to reset your brain. Like, oh, yeah. even if it's a one once a year, for me, it's a, around the holidays. I go back and go into my old neighborhood, my old Italian neighborhood, the old bakery. It's same. It's a, and it just does. I go see cemeteries of people who are no longer with me, but. Yeah, it resets me. Is the, is it for you? Is it a reset too? Yeah, hundred percent. And it's like no one, no one is more real with you than your hometown friends. The people that have literally, the people that can say anything to you in the meanest way, and they have nothing to lose because they know that you're always going to love them. Like those are the people that like I take so much advice from, and I always go to. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I text my, I text my high school teacher way more than I should be. Just <laughs> advice about like daily things in my life. Um, like whether that's with my career, whether that's grocery shopping, whatever it is, like, I'm just, I'm always, I'm such a big fan of people's advice and I'm always seeking it out from, from people that, um, that I love. I'm literally taking notes on what people need to do Mm -hmm. to have success. Like you're showing the blueprint is just being laid out. Humility, gratitude, work ethic, just being aware. There's so much. Um, David, tell me, I want to hear about mom and dad is immigrants their son is now one of the most famous people in the world multi-millionaire like tell me how they feel um i, I think they're i don't know I, people ask me this and i you have to ask them because i'm I, i'm still convinced they're they're not sold on the whole thing like yep. i i feel like i could still have conversations with my dad and he's like you got to go back to school you got to go back to school i still like i still don't think they really understand what's going on Um, and uh, that's totally fine, but yeah, that, so all that makes sense to me, you know, my mother sends me articles all the time about job openings in Boston. (laughs) Right, right, right. I'm like, mom, I I, no legit. I'm like, mom, like you can, but I see it in Maria's father. And this is something you might want to be aware of too. You know, they've never, they of course love their daughter, but there's never been moments of them just go stopping going, holy fucking shit our daughter's probably one of the most the most famous female in all of greece and we've met presidents we've been at the oscars like what is happening there's never that moment and they don't convey it to maria at all they don't even show it to themselves and i swear to god with them because now this is 20 years in this fear it's relatively new for your mom and dad but i i think that they're uh, you know my mr menounos is afraid that this is all going to just go away, that this is right. just some kind of dream. And he's afraid, I think, to pause and go, holy shit, how lucky, how blessed. You, my daughter's amazing because I think he thinks he's going to jinx it. No, I totally get that. That That is completely justified to me. Yeah. I, I think that's probably what my parents are doing too. Probably. <laughs> so, so, and I'm sure you... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished, I don't even need to do anything else. It 
is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to the way T H E O U A I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T H E O U A I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Do, but is it fun to spoil them now? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to get my siblings things, especially because it's, um, I wanted to get my sister a car a couple months ago, but they wouldn't let my parents wouldn't let me. So I'm, I'm still like restricted on things that I can get. You've got to love the immigrant parents. God damn. I love it. No car. <laughs> I love it. No, no, car. no, definitely. If I'm getting them anything, it has to go through like their approval. That's right. And it can't, it can't be anything that's, that's too nice. It's just like, it doesn't fly. I don't know. My, my parents are like, the, the 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 types of people were like I was always I was always asking them I was like why don't you this is a stupid example but I was like why don't why don't you guys do the lottery and like I was like uh, obsessed with the lottery as a kid because I was like it's so cool like anybody can just win money and they were like why would we need money when we have each other like that was their oh wow that was like I'm mean, that's still them like like it's like which is a little bit different than me like I'm super driven I'm like I want to be very successful but they're all like. We have each other. We have a roof over our heads. Yeah. That's all we need. That's it. And like, it's so cool. But that's, that, that's you know, that yes. from- You know, Mar- Maria, again, Maria's dad just making his own wine and all of us being together. Oh. And he doesn't, you know, he's like, you know, just, he'll be, he might be sad or depressed for a minute. And then he puts on some music and he's like, we all have each other. Opa, we're, you know. That's wow. the best part, especially in like, in like, in like countries like that. Like even in Slovakia, like people don't care about like, who owns a corporation or what company just sold for what amount. They literally, Mm -hmm. they just care about like, will we have, will the bread be warm enough for dinner today? Like that is the Mm -hmm. only concern that they have is like, is everybody willing, can everybody attend dinner tonight? Um, And that's like, that's, there's something so special about that. Um, And I, and I hope that with age um, I can, I can kind of gravitate to more of that. Cause I feel like I definitely, I definitely push that part of my family away. Like I was definitely like, I want to, I want to do like business Mm -hmm. stuff. And I want to like, I don't know. Um, like I want to create stuff and I want to make new stuff and I want to have a business and do all that. But like, I I definitely hope that I can kind of bring that on over back to my side. I think you already have. And it's just because you have more means you could sit on. I think the old generation would just sit on all the money because they're so scared because they never had any. So I see a lot of immigrants who come over and succeed they're very protective of the money because they grew up with no water. They grew up with no bread. So I think the way you're doing it, um, you are doing it. I think with, um, it sounds like with your dad and again, I seen with Maria's father uh, and my dad too. My dad was second generation Italian, but they um, just worked hard just to make money. And we had the blessing, the opportunity to say, okay, we can do more than that. We can actually just do work for what we love and what our passions are. They didn't have that luxury. Right. You know what I mean? It was survival. And that's why FedEx. And I, I, I really, seeing you, uh, I feel if I got to know your parents better, we would find many, many, many talents in them that never got seen. Again, Maria's dad is like harmonica and singing and now cooking and woodworking, the mother, same thing, like just so gifted, but it would it had to be put into practical terms. Yeah, my dad always wanted to be a director. Oh. Um, that, was like, that was like his big dream, but now he's a photographer. So it, it's literally exactly what you said. Like it is, it is this dream that was put in a more practical place. Like now he, you know, he does weddings and he does like real estate photography. 
uh, and and commercial photography. That's his that's his new thing. But yeah, he's always wanted to direct something. Can we make yeah. him a director? You know, I mean, I coach people on that all the time. Would he ever want to? I love seeing people's dreams come true. I think that'd be really sick. I've always thought about it, but I we don't can have do like, it. I don't have the right project. I've, I haven't really worked on anything where there. No, we start be... him with a short. Start him with a short. A short, yeah, to, to get a little tune-up match. Like, no, I'm not kidding. Like a two to page. No, I know you're, I know you're not kidding. Two I'm, to I'm... ten page script, and get him. You know what I'm saying? We get him, go run him through the ropes, shepherd him. You know what I mean? Like we could shepherd him through the process. I, I, by the way, I'm not kidding with this. I have the equipment. I have the studios. Like I love this, and I, 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 I get so pained when um i see people live their lives and they didn't get to live their dream it just breaks yeah. my freaking heart no, i think there's definitely going to be time yeah. for him to do i think he's i i don't know he's directed one thing that i know of and it was a music video so i don't know if that's like what he wants to do is like music stuff or if he wants to do like uh, you know films and like scripts script based things but but yeah that would be so cool if we could figure something out yeah he'd love i love that um as I'm going through all this stuff down here, I feel like you also have a chance without trying to reinvent, to kind of, well, reinventing Hollywood, yes, but also kind of curbing some of the unhealthy we, behavior we've gotten into. So I, I want to, I'll move into your app, which on the surface, great app, you know, is in talk about the app, but there's a deeper meaning I feel behind the app. So tell me, sure. tell me about the app, and then I want to tell you what my take on, was on it when Kelsey and I were using it yesterday. Um, well, thank you for saying that. Um, I think the the whole thing behind Dispo is um, is living in the moment, like I and, and capturing the moment, and and I think that kind of speaks to what I love doing. Is uh, for the last four years, I've filmed basically every day of my entire life. Like I can tell you exactly what I did two years ago on this day. Um, and I think that's, that's what's so cool about it is, is that I got to almost like video diary these moments and like my kids will be able to see it. Um, but at the same time, I never really ruined the moments that I was a part of. And that was really important to me, like my, not to throw my dad under the bus, but my dad was a photographer and like big moments, like whether it was graduation or Christmas, like he would, he would have to set up every shot mm. and like, he would want, he would want, want my hand yes. to be in the right place. Like me standing next to my mom the right way, like me <laughs> close enough to my siblings. There was a timer, the tripod, this whole thing. And it like took away from the excitement of the actual moment. Cause it was like, I always knew that there was this hurdle. Like, like I always knew like, okay, it's time to open presents, but I have to get over this hurdle of like taking this, these pictures of my family. And I was like, I was always dreading that moment. Um, so, so yeah, I love Dispo because it's an app where, um, where it's, it works like a disposable camera. You take a picture and you can't see the picture till 9am the next morning. And that forces people so again, take the picture and then move on. That's it. You don't get to see if the lighting was right. You don't get to see if you blinked or if, or if your makeup is off. You take the picture, you capture the moment, and you go back to real uh, and go, to living. Yeah, capture the moment and then live the moment. You know, I I'd say to you know, my wife is the is the kind of beginning of that era of the, you know, all the photos and this and that. It, and it's just like you're saying, so much setup. It's it's a lot of work. And, you know, I'll go to events and that's what everyone's doing is mm -hmm. picture, 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 picture. Okay. Not this one, this one. Oh, no, 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 no. Delete that one. Okay. No, yeah. let me work on the, I'm like, wait, are we at a party or not? I just want to drink and have a good time. <laughs> and yeah. I love this uh, app that you have. And by the way, like when the picture comes out, it has that old, mm -hmm. not yeah. old, not retro. old, like aged. It has a retro uh, yeah. look to it, which is also cool. 
Yeah, I think um, I think back to what you were saying about the party is the, really where the inspiration came from too is uh, my friends who who you know a lot of their work is done on Instagram. When they would throw parties, it was like a group of girls. They would have these ca- disposable cameras all throughout the house. They'd have like forty of them all throughout the house, like in the backyard, on the kitchen table, on the couch, and throughout the night they'd urge people to take pictures. Like you just grab a camera, you take a picture, and you throw it wherever. And then in the morning, one of the girls would come and collect all the cameras. And then she'd have all the cameras developed by the next day. And then we would get literally all the pictures printed out and we'd, we'd see all of them. We'd be like, we'd be reliving that entire time. And it was so cool because these girls that, you know, normally not in a bad way would take like a long time on their Instagram photo, making it like the right shot weren't caring at all. They were just snapping away and just having fun. And it almost like, it, it, it's weird with a disposable camera, it almost like heightens and adds to the moment rather than taking away from it. Like it almost like makes you more excited about it. It mm. almost like amps you up. Like there's something about like, yeah. like there's like an actual serotonin boost where you're like, hell yeah. Like a disposable yeah. Um, but like that doesn't happen with like a regular photo that you can mm. see right then and there. Um, and I think that's, that, that's why, that, that's why we kind of had inspiration for that. Um, and I yeah. think we need this, app to work because I know someday we're going to evolve past all this. I'm confident we'll realize how crazy it all got, but I feel like this is a step in the right direction for us to slow down and be present and be with each other. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the goal, you know, (laughs) more so. Um, And it's exciting. I have to say, because David, for a minute we were on a waiting list and now we're in and I took some great pictures yesterday. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They took the waiting list off because we, we just ha- there's so much to do on. I have to say, like this app is nowhere near done or mm-hmm. like or like working to the way we want it to be. There's so much to do. And it's like there's a lot of people on it right now. So it's really buggy, but it's really exciting. And the part that I didn't mention that that is the most exciting is um, you can shoot into different roles. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say your family's out on vacation in Tahiti, whatever. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And um, and you ask your entire family to shoot into into the Tahiti roll. So then in the morning when you wake up, uh, your photos from everybody's phones, from everybody's perspectives will all come into one role. Perfect. So like you don't have to share. You'll just see the pictures from everybody's point of view and you're never going to get your mom going, send me that picture or send me that picture. <laughs> it's the best, especially like if you're in a fraternity or a sorority mm-hmm. and you guys are throwing a party that night and you're like, everyone shoot into the Sigma Chi role or whatever. And everyone's shooting pictures into that one thing. Right. And then in the morning you wake up and it's like the end of the hangover when you get, when, when they saw all the pictures and they're going through and they're like, holy shit, what I can't happened? this happened. Yeah. yeah. I also um, think it sinks everyone's mindset for the night. 
mm-hmm. or for the yeah. event or the thing. You know what I mean? Like we're we're gonna live the moment. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I love it. I'm so I'm genuinely so excited about it. And I hate when people come up come out with new apps because I know everybody <laughs> has a dumb app idea. And and you know, who knows? This one may completely now, flop and listen, sell, but I'm glad I'm glad we tried right, it. Now, David, like it didn't work, but the Wovicky app, I'm just saying. What was the Wovicky app? The Wovicky app. No, I. You know what? I have it still on my phone. David, somewhere. Kevin what? loves Wovicky. Listen, there's a. I, I met her a couple of times. She's great. She's. I, I, listen, I never know. I've had Wovicky back when I was doing my podcast. I had Wovicky on the show, so I feel an alliance to Wovicky. Yet sure. I do admire Bad Baby's rap music. So right, I'm a little right, right. torn. I'm like. <laughs> You've been there before, right, David? Between the two, yeah, you don't know who to pick, but you love them both. Yeah. What do you do with the two feuding YouTube stars or Instagram? Because there's so much of that. Like, by the way, life to me is WWE wrestling. It's just oh, it's- all wrestling. We got heels, faces. We got turns. The whole thing. <laughs> what do you do in the middle of all that? I mean, I think it's. I think people are always compared to other people, right? And I think the the easy answer and the true answer is there's enough world to go around for everybody, and it's like it doesn't matter. Like it as long as no one's hurting anybody. Like who cares? Like you know, let let this person do their own thing. Let this person do their own thing. And it's just like I don't know. I think we we all have a common goal here, and it's just you know we all want to be we all want to be happy, right? And it's uh and it's just try to make others happy along the way. And I think that'll just, that'll help your happiness. And, and yeah. Now, David, there was a show called happy days that your great, great grandparents watched here in the United States. <laughs> and there's a character called the Fonz. And you know what he said? Live and let live. See, oh. and that's what I just go by. But what you're saying is the same thing. Just like stay neutral. But do you get pulled into that where they're like, you know, you're supposed to take this side or that side, or you just go, Hey, I'm Switzerland. Oh yeah, I'm the most neutral person in the world. I hate conflict. So like I, I'm literally like every time, even if someone needs my decision on like what picture is better to post on Instagram, like even if it's when, it, when it's that simple, I just can't compute it. I'm just like, I don't know. They're both, they, they both look fine. Just go with both of them. Can you post both of them? I, any Anything where there's two things put up next to each other, I have to consult with like Natalie or somebody close to me because I'm just like, I don't know. I can't make a decision. So I'm, I'm not good with that kind of stuff. And how is Natalie? She's good. She's sitting. She's sitting all the way. Up. She's sitting over there. Natalie, say hi. She's taking notes. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Um, with the pandemic uh, happening, how did that? I mean, I think I think I'd like to think we're coming out of it. Um, how did that affect you? I mean, a, a lot. Like I, you know, we stopped filming and we stopped making the videos that I I love making. But at the same time, it was also um, kind of like a much needed break. Like, I think we were just going too fast and it was just getting exhausting. And it, it was, we were, I just felt behind. Like I felt like a part of me was like running way ahead and the other part of me was trying to catch up. Um, yeah, I think it was like, I mean, I think it, I think it just like for everybody else, it was just like a time where you could reflect on everything and a time where you were like insecure about like, am I doing enough? Should I be lifting weights right now? Should I be working on a movie? What should I be doing like in this time? And I think, I think the correct answer is, is nothing. Like, I don't think anybody, you know, like I think people put so much stress on the pandemic. They're like, I finally have this free time. I have to make something of it. And I think, um, I think the correct answer was to do nothing. I, I, I honestly do. I think it was just like, just, just hang out, hang out. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't even meditate. Don't, don't even do yoga. Like just hang out, like do whatever you feel is right. Um, because I think it was such a, 
once in a once in a humankind, hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. experience where it never happens again. And it's just such a weird circumstance where there is no right thing to do. And you shouldn't put stress on on you not doing the right thing. And I and I, you know, I'm saying that, but I, I wish I could listen to myself say that no, more because I, you know, I'm really I hear what you're saying. I, again, I'm all I'm fascinated with 20th century business mindset and 21st century business mindset. So 20th century mindset um, is, okay, we've got this downtime. We must be building something else. We must be improving. Listen, at, at the worst we survive, at the best we thrive. And I went into that. So I have I ended up renovating all my properties and kind of went crazy. Um, and I'm grateful I did. But, yeah. but I will say it's best to do either either that or what you're saying, do nothing. Because you're going to look back, we're all going to look back and say, we're never going to get a break like that, pretty much, hopefully, knock on wood, but we more than oh, likely yeah. will never get that break again. So it's better to have done nothing and taken that time to have peace, get to know yourself, relax, whatever, or, you know, do, do some other things, clean up your life, do, you know, so, but I think the problem is, is when we get stuck in half measures, when we have, like anything, if you have commit to a relationship, you have commit to your work, if you have, you know, you're kind of doing stuff, but then you're also like, also medicating and Netflixing and chilling. And, you know, I see a lot of that. And I think that's where you kind of short circuit, but I do think there's something to be said of just like, I'm not doing anything. Like right now, my Maria, that's where I'm trying to keep her. Do nothing. For the first yeah. time, you've been, you've worked seven days a week, seven nights a week. The news never stopped. And then because she was an actress too, you know, it, it's like the wheels are coming off the wagon. Do nothing. Yeah. And I, I really hear you on that. I do. And I respect you for that. And even like, I understand it was hard to practice it, but I think it's something people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I need to hear more too, because I'm always in my head like, Jesus, what did I, I didn't get anything done this month, but I don't know. And I'm always like caught up in like comparing myself to others like, oh, this person got this done. And it's oh, just like, yeah, that's yeah. Like something that I'm, I'm, you know, I really hope I can get out of my system. What do you do? Uh, what do you do? What do you do to process that, David? Do you have any, anything you do or you just white knuckle through it? Um, Like when I compare myself to yeah, others? Yeah, because it's something we, everybody does today more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's so tough, especially with social media. You always you see what your neighbor's up to. You see what everybody in your life is up to. Um, I don't know. I think you just have to you you just have to do what you're passionate about. That's that's all. Go it back is. to like, that. Yeah, just yeah. go back to doing like doing you and doing something that is creative. Um, do you engage in where you seem you know you appeared to me to be so evolved ahead of your time? I do you engage in any self help practices. At this stage, um, <laughs> no. Well, would that would that would that uh, would count? Or like, uh, would rambling to my friends for like two hours and complaining like count? I don't know. That's like <laughs> yeah. my therapy. No, if that works, um, is that if that I works? I was going to do therapy, but I didn't want to be on Zoom in the pandemic hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did, no, did I, you guess, can... I guess I really don't. I like I run. I run. Okay, that's good because you're sweating out, you know, yeah. you're sweating and stuff like that, and getting the endorphins. That's good. But if you have you considered therapy, what do you do? What do I? Oh my uh, god! Yeah, I, I definitely. You have you go, you go, you go. No, I. Sorry, I mean, I, 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 uh, I. At your age, I didn't. And then in my early thirties, I yes, I began with a therapist, and then it was very helpful, very short period of time, 
and then went back later in life. And then the last like five years, um, I work with not consistently, uh, but I will, I have different people that I can go to at different times. And then because of this show, I've been introduced to tapping, EMDR, mm -hmm. all these different things that really hit your subconscious as opposed to your conscious level. Conscious level is good, like, you know, talking one-on-one -on -one to your friends or talking to a therapist. But then there's things in our subconscious that you really can really help knock out or curb that will not uh, affect your day, -to that will really help you in your day-to-day -day life. So mm -hmm. I'm on that journey now. What is tapping? Tapping is... Um, Oh, we got to send him, David, we did a whole, he, we do like heal sessions with our, um, like specific or our little Patreon group. And we did a whole tapping heal session. We'll have to send no, you the I'm gonna, link. I mean, we'll send you it's a link. So and cool. I, I have someone, a Patty Penn yeah. to me has been the most incredible uh, person with this. Um, but it's, it's basically tapping certain, certain pressure points while repeating certain mantras that relate to your life. So like different pains or things like mm -hmm. you said, it really bothers me to watch other people. Maybe that's one of your quote charges and she'll help collapse that charge or release it. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm going to off air. I'm going to, I want to connect you with her. She's fantastic. She's doing wonders with Maria, but out of all the ones she spoke to me. And the thing is you, there are other people out there as well. And some of them may be more connected to you, but, and again, you're young and you're everything's going great and enjoying. It might be good like preventative maintenance for you at this place, but I think um it's healthy for everybody to grow and to keep growing. But um I, I yeah. Yeah, Patty's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what that's and it sounds kind of crazy, but it's actually like it's it's so cool and it's actually so simple. We've done, yeah. Kev will connect you with Patty and I'll send you the um like a little session we did with her. It's it's really awesome. Yeah. And, you know, again, it might not be for you now, but maybe, mm -hmm. maybe later. Cause you, you're taking on a lot. Yeah. No, I'm super down to try it. I've tried acupuncture and I'm scared of needles. So that's not my thing. <laughs> now, now, did they, did they hurt when you did the needles? No, it was like, just like this. It, was, it just felt like I hit my funny bone, like on every part of my body. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so listen, so if you work with an experienced acupuncturist or one who's going to talk to you more, the needles that don't hurt. Okay. Maybe there's nothing going on there. The ones that hurt or do give you that zap, when that's happened to me, I, 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 wait, why? Well, that's your liver. Yeah. Oh, that's your your grief, Kevin. That's oh, your, but... you know, so, so, so it would be interesting to know where, when you feel that funny bone zap, what's that, what that's tied to, mm -hmm. because it's tied to something in you. Wow. Again, we, we're not there. We're not there. Let's make YouTube videos and make people laugh. But I That's also have it. a great acupuncturist yeah. if you when, need. Yeah, when you need that. Listen, it, it'll be like, like, you know, I think it would be the 30-year crisis. You yeah, know, there you go. That's what you you're going to say. Yeah. But no, because I, I don't want to wish force this on anybody because I love your spirit. And there's other people too, like you. Uh, Marie's dad, same thing. He's very light. He gets knocked down for a second. Mm -hmm. He just shakes it off. And he uses the choose again method. He just chooses another thought. The, you know? choose, again. the choose again method. So a bad thought comes in your brain and he does it again, just self-made Greek immigrant. He'll, he'll, whether it's one of our beloved pets that's sick and, and going away, he will, um, you see him just look and start to tear up. And then he just, he flips his head and walks away. When I was younger, I thought, 
oh my God, like he's just being a dude and he doesn't want to embrace his sensitive side. He doesn't want to let stuff out. No, he, he just chooses again. He's like, I don't want to feel sad, Kevin. I want to play Greek music and dance. I don't want to be in that place. And I'm like, very cool. And so a lot of therapists that I, Gabby Bernstein is a great healer who comes on our show. That's, she calls it the choose again method. So if a dark thought comes in your brain, choose again, choose another oh, yeah. thought. You okay, know, it sounds a lot safer than those needles. Yes. Like <laughs> right. Well, again, all this is like, I get it. It's easier said than done. Um, I want to talk about your podcast views. Um, and I want to shout out to your co-host, Jason Nash. I'll tell you a little story about Jason. I, I stumbled on his first movie. Jason Nash is married about five wow. or six years ago. Have you seen it by the way? I've seen snippets. Don't tell him that. Okay, I've seen all right, it. All right. Okay. Okay. But listen, and maybe you have to be older to appreciate that movie. It's an amazing independent film. And I recommend it to anybody. It really is. So when I saw it, I was like, we got to work with this guy. And at the time I was under a deal to E. So I remember going to the heads of E and presenting them with a bunch of projects. And I brought up his name. And I'm like, there's a capacity in reality or that we can work with him. And I had a whole idea. And I, by the way, I didn't talk to Jason at that time. Little do you know. And of course, their reaction was what you would imagine, which was like, who? Well, right. he's, he's old and this, that, and the other thing. And again, the suits in the middle of our business who are being weeded out thanks to new media and what you guys are doing. But, you know, now, isn't it ironic that the old the guy who was old six years ago is now with you know the the one of the number one people in this end of the business. So I'm really happy for him and proud of him. You know he's a super sweet guy. We're so lucky to to be able to. I always say he's like an SNL character that never made it. Like he's yeah. just like we lucked out with him. He, I don't know. I don't know why everything went wrong in his life and he didn't get all the roles that he should have. But thank God it did because now we have him. And yeah. Funniest guy we know. Well, well, listen, you know, there's so many of those guys now that got those roles that are really in trouble. Oh my God. He tells me about that all the time. Yep. He tells me that all the time. And I remember at the beginning when he was doing this on Vine, he's like, yeah, all my friends think I'm crazy for doing this. And now it's completely changed. Mm -hmm. Now he talks to me about how much his friends envy what he does. And it's so crazy how that just changed. Just changed. So crazy. So you never know, especially with Hollywood. That's why you have to keep the mindset you have, which is hardworking, humble, all those different things, because it can come and then it goes. And I think there's also something to be said about hanging in. So your story, you go back to lottery winners and how your family, I love their take on lottery winners. Um, I always liken... Um, Lottery winners, we find them all pretty sexy because it's a great story. I scratch a ticket, I get $300 million. Well, oh my God, I want to do that. And we all run out and do it. Well, I may put up some videos. They went viral. Now I'm a multi-million dollar YouTube star. So we look at that as a lottery ticket winner. Now we all run out to win the lottery. And, right. um, and I always say, beware the lottery ticket mentality. Just do the work. We don't hear about the guy who spent 30 years to make the $10 million, mm -hmm. which is the 99.9% .9 of the people. And <clears> the <throat> same with our business. And Jason's a great example of perseverance. He never gave up. He kept working. He was a good guy, you know, and, um, he was, he's been rewarded for all of that. And, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful irony. And, and like I said, for all those guys that were doing sitcoms and had, I know the people he's talking about, and I'm telling you, they can't get arrested right now. And even if they do get on a show, who's watching it? 
Right. You know? Yeah. A different world. What's that? What's that saying? Um, it's, it's like, uh, not, not this, but it's like lifelong overnight success or something along the it, lines of that. It's something. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. It's, uh, oh my goodness. I, okay. Really? I've heard this a million like a 40, times. 40 year overnight success. Yes. Or something like yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, like that, there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's all just, no. it's all building to this, to this moment. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, and also like it, there's all, we had, um, Tim story. It's Oprah Winfrey's life coach and Oprah. And he always say, it's not about um, your, it's, it was never about her big break or his big break. It was a series of breakthroughs, Yeah, you mm. know, like, so think about you. There was not one big right. break. I mean, if we force you to say what the big, if I force Maria, what was your big break? She may have one thing to say, but really it was about all the little, totally little things you kept doing to get there. So tell me more about the podcast. Wh what direction do you think you guys are going to take it? Are you going to keep doing it? What do you see the future being? I don't know. I, I, I've always, I've wanted to, like I mentioned before, I wanted to be into late night and I love interviewing people. And I just, I love talking to people that I'm a fan of, or I've newly found or discovered or whatever it is, or just like people that I'm interested in what they're doing. Um, and I want to be able to, to kind of do that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I think we're, we're, we're now where we're kind of finding out what the podcast is. Like, is it just me and Jason or is it me and Jason plus guests? Um, I think we're, I think it's just, that's just cause kind of gonna, we're going to figure that out through time. But yeah, I have a studio now in my house and, um, we get to shoot there and it's great. We will record the podcast for like an hour and a half and then we'll cut it down to like 40 minutes and it's, it's the best. It's just like, I didn't like it before, but mm -hmm. there's something about it in like the last like six months, maybe it's the pandemic or maybe now it's, I have more time to just sit and talk. Um, but I'm, but I'm really starting to enjoy it. And I, and I like being able to work on interview skills. I'm always so like impressed by people that can interview. Um, especially, especially with you, this it's, it's really crazy. Normally when I, when I, when I get interviewed, I'm like pretty good at turning the interview and asking more questions to the interviewer, but you're, you like, you make the conversation flow so quickly oh. and so naturally oh. that yeah. like, it's, that's been really hard to do. So I haven't really oh. been asked, uh, asked much about you just cause you've been killing it. Oh, uh, I'm not, and it's funny cause I, this is, a, I'm the backup quarterback. I'm just subbing for Maria. So I thank you. And that's hard for me to hear too, because we already talked about that, but thank you. That's so generous and kind of you to say. You're killing it. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I think we're kind of figuring it out as we go. And, uh, so far, so far, so good. I think just let it keep evolving. I think, you know, why can't it open up to comedy skits? And like, why can't it go oh, variety, right? Why can't it be live music? And it can, like someone just needs to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom was like, I have a desk in the studio. And she was like, why don't you save that for, for whenever you do late night? And I go, what? And I told her, I was like, what is late night? Like, what is that going to be in two, three years? Do you know what I mean? Like, what are what am I waiting for? Like, I think this is this is what I got to make. I got to make something out of what I have right now. Like, I'm always like, I'm always thinking about like, what's next or where do I go from here? But I think it's like, I got to zone in on what I'm doing right now and make the best out of this because I think I'm in it. And I think if you took yeah. me out of it, I'd be like, holy crap. Like I was doing what I wanted to do the entire time. And I didn't realize, cause I was always looking at what's the net, what the next thing is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'll tell you, this is again, it's so great. You're learning this at this age. Because here's my wife at you know 42, and looking at pictures at the Oscars, the Emmys, uh, uh, you know the set of uh, Fantastic Four or the movie she's made, and she's like, I I don't remember. She's like, I don't even yeah. remember because she was so 
Izzy, on to the next. On to, and by the way, I, w- I was the stage dad, you know, like I this, this, lining up all this stuff and always thinking so far ahead that I don't know if we were enough in the present. And the pandemic has definitely changed that for us. And I think you're already feeling that now, which is going to be so great for you later. I hope so. Have you have you seen uh, The Greatest Showman? Yes. 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 I think that's like, I, I just recently watched it and it has like the same meaning behind it. It's like yeah, yeah, Hugh Jackman's character, like, you know, goes through all these successes and like is like friends with the queen and has dinner with all these politicians. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he realizes that like what what he actually wants to do is what his passion was from the beginning. And he got lost in all like the glitz and the glam of it that he forgot, like why he started it. And he kind of goes back to it. And I think that's so important. Do you know the um, character that was loosely based on? Yeah. P.T. Barnum, right? P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Yeah, Very. I'm I'm getting uh, one of his quotes, uh, uh, neon signed into my, into my wall. Do you mind saying the quote or you're saving it for a surprise? Because look up some of his quotes, Kelsey, he's, an incredible study from the 1800s. PT, you know, how familiar are you with his career, his life? Honestly, not, not the most familiar. Take a, no, take a I, Wikipedia swim. It just be a few I minutes will. of your time mm. because it's, it's everything that you see. It's much of what you see in that movie. But then even at the end of his life, he became very philanthropical, but he, he, he coined a term um, that I would love to see used more where he mixed philanthrop- philanthropy and business. So he was like, yeah. I'm, I'm a businessman, wink, wink, but he was helping all these people and he mixed. So he was doing philanthropy, but he also found a way to do business and it was a way of creating that win-win, you know? So why not like be successful, but then help people? I think that's totally the goal. I think it's such a, it's such a weird way to look at it because usually like, I've, I've always said this, like I'm super creative and I'm like all about the creative, but I'm also like, so into the, the business world of it in a way, like, I don't, I don't really care for like the numbers and the analytics, but like, I still want to watch a business grow and evolve. Yeah. Right. Yep. But like right down the middle, like I don't let the business thing screw with my creative uh, moment. So, so yeah. 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 You seem like you, you walk that line really well. And let me tell you, um, especially to a young person, you got to walk that line. You yeah. cannot just make it all about the art. That's how we see so many tragedies in Hollywood. You know what I mean? But you don't, which is great. Like I, I root for you. I love everything you're doing. And, and I know we have to wrap it up for two reasons. One, we're probably hearing it from your people. And two, because my Winnie starts to get upset in the bed and I have to pick David's her up. David's already met Winnie. Okay, so he knows Winnie. Can Hell we yeah. ask our 10? So Kelsey's super fan here wants to ask. Super fan. Seven fave super questions. Super fan. Okay. Oh, here we go. I got to start my music though. Oh, we need music, apparently. Yeah, we do. Oh, and, and I should tell you the quote because I don't oh, want to well, leave. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, please. Oh, my God. I, I don't, yeah, don't want to leave anybody hanging. It's, it's the one at the end of the movie. It's the noblest art is that of making others happy. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really cool quote. That was the first one that came up on Google. Yeah. I yeah, love that's, that. That's the one that the movie ends in. Like, it ends in his quote, and I thought it was really cool. I thought it tied so the movie good. together perfectly. And when you see some of the people like Tom Thumb and General Tom Thumb, the, a little person that he, like, became best friends with and made into a big star, it, he's a fascinating study. Okay, Kelsey. All right, here I go. You ready for this? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Favorite movie? Uh, about time. Great. Favorite TV show? 
Uh, that 70s show. Or WandaVision now, actually. Ooh, WandaVision. We need to watch, Kev. Okay, favorite celeb you've ever met or the one you've been most starstruck by? Oh, Robert Downey Jr. No question. Great one. Wait, what was he like when you met him? I don't remember. I blacked out, but I'm sure he was sweet. <laughs> I, I would have too. I would have too. Okay. Dream guest for your podcast. Uh, well, I mean, other than Robert Downey Jr. Um, right. We'll, we'll stick with him. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr., please. Favorite animal? Oh, tiger. Love it. Pretty I'm a lion guy. gal. Favorite food? Um, uh, Burritos. Love that. Okay. Favorite year, not including this one? Um, uh, like 2014. Why? Can we get a quick why? Uh, senior year of high school. Love I loved that. high school. <laughs> You're I so funny. I love this kid. David, you are incredible. Um, I still feel like we've scratched the surface with you. So Truly. I'd love to talk to you again at some point. And please, uh, will you give Jason my best? And um, I, I want to offline, I'm going to get you some people you can talk to if you want. And also, uh, you know, I had a network after Buzz TV for 10 years. We're on hiatus now. And I don't know if we'll come back with the pandemic, but any help you need in the end, in the, in the end of, uh, for podcast broadcast, we're, we're here for you. And also all of the Hollywood stuff. So yeah, Kevin's the guy. Yeah. But also you just, you, I, we, I, I want like your fans. I want someone like you to win. Yeah. You know, Thank and keep winning. Thank you guys. I, I, you guys, you guys were so fun and so easy and I really appreciate you guys for having me. And now um, when this all passes, you got to come to Maria's fire and ice fire party. And ice. On the tennis Kelsey court. Kelsey and Maria's, thank you. Kelsey and Maria's, excuse me. <laughs> Logan Paul and some of the other YouTubers, I'm sure will be there because they're in the neighborhood, but you know, yeah. we'll have a special VIP section for mm. you YouTube stars. <laughs> Perfect, as long as there's a VIP section. That's course. That's right. That's what we're all about. David, God bless you, my friend. Keep up the good work, okay? Thank you, guys. I'll okay. see ya. Winchenza ruining the interview at the end. How rude, Winchenza. What a gem. Really a special guy. Oof, you know... It's like, I swear you're born like that, but yeah, I hate that because I'd like to think we can all get there. Well, part of me thinks we can, but I do think people like to that level are born with it. Uh, I would just hope that some of the people that are like way past that level can adapt some of the intricacies of that level. Because like he's so generous and so has a great philosophy on, on money and success that I wish some of the people that were like, like the Jeff Bezos's of the world had some of the same philosophy. But that's 20th century, Stephen. You know, I think what I love about the, again, you guys are, you know, probably hear me make fun of the millennials and all, but the truth of the matter is. He loves us. Yeah. And this is the wonderful side. Yeah. Um, that I see. Well, and you've, you've said that before, Kev, to me, you said the one thing you do love about our generation is we're very inclusive. Mm -hmm. And you two, I loved that conversation between yeah. the two of you. It's it's really yeah. true. Very inclusive. Um, Similar not, playing field. No one's elitist. None of the caste yeah. system. And then yeah. and then getting it. Like, yeah. if you, Stephen, if you, I, now I'll say this to Maria and she doesn't get it because, you know, she, she grew up so hard that she's so scared of not having money. But, I'll look at people, again, I, I really try my best, Gabby Bernstein, to not judge, but I'll see friends who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and I'll just say, good, good, you could, and I'll see the amount of aggravation and stress they'll put into a $20 bill. Now, I get that that's why they have what they have, 
But at the same time, like you could never in your lifetime, even your kids in their lifetime can't spend what you've made. And mm-hmm. the way you could touch and change lives like David's doing, I don't know. Why else are we here? And I will say on deathbeds, every one I've been on, it's never, you know, I came from nothing and I made all this money. It's always, no. you know, I helped this guy. Remember that one time I did this and, uh, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you though, Kev, from just the stories you've told and from what we've experienced, you know, like, I feel like a lot of the people who have a lot of money now, they don't have those experiences where they give and it comes back in a good way. Yeah. Mm. I feel oh. like a lot of people have given and been burned worse than they've, yeah. they've provided. And unfortunately it happens before they're at that level. So the giving isn't like cheap to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Maybe it's better, you know, to give to strangers, but even his, some of his, his, he named his best experience was one giving to his friend and then yeah. his other was to strangers. No, I think it's so cool. But he's uh, yeah, a special guy. He'll yeah. be around a long mm-hmm. time. And, um, but man, welcome to new Hollywood. What do you think his Everest is? Like, cause we had our guest this week said, you know, if you get success too early, you didn't set your goals high enough. And he, I would consider very successful and he's still fighting for more and more. Like, I wonder what that's his the key. Everest is that he's but, chasing. But that's the key is you're supposed to never, the truth is you, you never get there. Right. And that's, you know what I mean? Now you can't do that to an unhealthy level mm-hmm. where you're like so obsessed and, and I've seen that too, where it's never enough. And you've like, you've, you've conquered everyone and everything. Like, when do you just sit back and go, I did it. Yeah. But if it can be, if you can kind of have that finish line, keep moving in a healthy way, mm-hmm. then you keep trying. I think he's staying in his zone too. Yeah. He's not being on the rich shallow. He's staying right. in his regular guy well, zone. Yeah. Right. And it's always evolving, right? Because it's like, and I he's know all- he's talked about that he wanted to be a late night host. I think he still wants to be, but- he kind he's like he was saying he's kind of doing that now, right? Yes. With his show, so and it's I like wouldn't do it. Yeah, present, and that's going to change. Yes, that's kind of that scene that we know of the late night is leaving. I don't know. So I think that he probably has that his and has had his eyes set on that, but knows that everything's all constantly evolving. He's humble. He's grateful. The other thing, you know, too, is that there's a bit of a playbook now. Even though you wouldn't think mm-hmm. there's one for YouTube stars. But YouTube's been around now, what, 15 years, Stephen? Right? I think long, probably about that or longer, yeah. Right? So it's been around a long time. Plus, we've had 100 years of Hollywood. So if you look back to the original yeah. child stars, they, a lot of them, you know, disintegrated and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, um, sad. But, and I remember talking to David Cassidy about this. I, you know, I did his final, like, long interview before he <laughs> passed. But they didn't have, you know, David Cassidy, those, they didn't have a playbook. Yeah. They were just like, as it came, as it came. One day I'm in front of 30,000 people performing. And, you know, I don't know that that's going to go away, that those 13-year-olds are going to grow up and not be into me anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. But but then when they got to Britney Spears, and the personal aside, but business-wise, they knew how to evolve her, how to evolve the brand. And so kind of people know now Right, and they we know it's fleeting, and we know you so see like David knows it's it could go away any minute, and he's grateful for what he has, but he's so grateful that he keeps working on it. Winnie is being. Will you hold her? Honey? Yeah, she is Give just me a being. Yeah, Winnie just really lets us know when interviews are over. It's unbelievable. Yeah, she She's does. like enough. But um, Winnie's a, moved on from her bed, Stephen. She only like she doesn't even do beds anymore. She no beds. Just likes to be held. I mean. What? 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. She'll she just walks out, takes about ten steps outside, does her business, then comes back in, eats her food, and then starts barking till one of us pick her up. <laughs> yeah, and then that's the other thing. Once you hug her it tight, she goes. It's like a little baby. You swaddle her, and she falls right to sleep. Poor girl. Winnie, because she has so much stress and anxiety. Um, you guys, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Um, it's a you know a little bit of a left turn from the healers we have, but many of you I know are aspiring to be. YouTube stars, many of you are aspiring entrepreneurs. Many of you have children who are in this, who yeah. want to pursue this. Well, you just got the map and the blueprint on how to do it. There's that book, the what the highly effective habits of highly effective people or something, successful people. Sorry for butchering <laughs> a famous, famous best selling book. But um, you can watch these shows and you can really yeah. watch and listen carefully. And you can really figure out the blueprint. Even if the artist or the successful person doesn't know themselves what the blueprint is, you just find out how they lived, Mm -hmm. how their parents raised them. Mm -hmm. You kind of put the, you put the map together on your own. That's why I'm a big on um, watching biographies. Me too. Reading biographies. Sal from Practical Jokers does it too, but I always did it because I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to learn, you know, how they lived and to try to put that map together. That David would, was watching and studying YouTube when his dad was telling him to go do real right. work. You see that? So he was already, yeah, but he was doing the work. Right. So Stephen, how many kids do we have? Listen, I had a family member that thought just the fact that this person liked the movies, liked to go to the movies meant that they should work in show business in Hollywood. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. liking <laughs> watching movies and watching TV shows all night. That doesn't make you somebody that should be in our business because it's not going to be watching movies and TV. It's going to be working. And well, that's, it's, you know, it's also you know, cool how, you know, a lot of people nowadays aren't necessarily considering their expertise that they gain as work. Cause when you look at this generation, they have used YouTube as a tool, but it's not exactly a thing of like, I'm going to be this. So I'm going to study this. It's, I want to do this. So I want to learn how to do this. And they watch videos and they absorb the information. I found myself doing it, Kev. Like I've learned so much about cameras and cinematography and directing by just jumping down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And then like I wake up and be like, wait, like how do I have all this info? It's just from watching videos. Everything from, by the way, like, you know, just buying a home gym. I'm like watching all these like, and I'm like, God bless these people. Yeah. Yeah, God bless these people who take the time to film and to instruct and give you all this valuable information. I'm doing some, um, you know, when Maria leaves, I always do upgrades to the house to surprise her when she comes home. And I'm doing some wainscoting in our front hallway. It gives, uh, you know, more regal vibe to a house and it gives more detail or whatever. But um, went right on YouTube. I'm like, boom, wainscoting. Here you go. Like, I had an idea how to do it, but went on YouTube, showed cost of the video. Oh, yeah, that easy, Kevin. I can do it. Of course, <laughs> he's doing it amazing. I just looked it up. That's so cool. Right? So that's what I said, Stephen. I'm going to I teach Stephen all my um, DIY hacks because I know he's going to buy property someday. But yeah, it's a great way. He tries to teach Listen, me. Listen, we're getting into Regular Guy Friday. This is not Regular Guy Friday. But you know what is? Sorry. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's regular guy Friday. And uh, yeah, we have, I have to... a lot of bones to pick with Kevin. So tune. I'm oh, just no. Yeah, you do. Don't <laughs> you? Bones to pick. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. Am I getting old yet? No. No, I'm 
No, you're doing great. No, I mean like, you know. Oh, uh, I'm no. in your face every day now. No. Okay, it'll get you there. Would, you would know if you You'll get sick of no. me. No. I would Poor tell you. Steven, just a masochist. He's put up with me for how many years, Steven? Seven years? Eight years? I think we're going on nine now. Nine years. You- uh, here's my thing. I don't really, I've gotten to this age where I don't really choose to invest my time with people who I want to be, or I don't want to be with, you know? So it's like, I'm choosing to invest my time with you right. because I want to well, be with you. And I've always learn. said, I've always told you about the story of where my brother gave me the perspective that I needed after I had just got, I had messed up. And it kind of changed my viewpoint on how I accept information and criticism. And like the other day, I'll tell you this, the other day I did a photo shoot and there was a collaborative shoot and we had a few people who have been on set a lot there and everything like that. And at the end of it, I just realized I'm like, man, like I was the most positive person there and I knew how to do things better than anyone there. And I'm like 10 to 15 years younger than everyone there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, that's all thanks to Kevin and Maria always oh. just pushing me to do more and more and more and more and more. And it's like, it's it kind of is like, I think because I work with you so much, Kev, and I'm constantly reminded of where I'm deficient because you and Costas are just like gods in my mind of like oh. how hard you guys work. It's really been cool out here working with people who haven't had that experience where I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it's very different. It's a very different expectation. It's a very different mindset. And I'm like, God, was I this negative 10 years ago? I'm like, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a little bit. Well, I always, but you know, I always said it's like the karate kid, you know, he, he the, the the master has uh, the karate kid waxing his cars and, and painting his fences and sanding the um, the wood. And he's like, what does this have to do with karate? And then all of a sudden he says, show me wax a car and he now knows how to defend a punch and you know you know and so a lot of the stuff i just knew i was putting you through and for a lot of the staff i've had i'm like and i would say it at some of our meetings i'm like guys don't wait till you're 50 to go wake up and go oh my god like i learned all of that from i'm like you're going to it's all going to hit you at some point you're going to say i get it now i get all the stuff that i learned here and I can apply it. And I'm way ahead of everyone because of it, because I did wax the car and paint the fence and all that other stuff. And I say to you guys, so just keep that in mind when you want to stab me <laughs> when I'm pushing you. <laughs> but I also, the other thing is I, you know, I was saying to David too, I hate wasted talent. I know. And I can't help. And people say, don't fall in love with potential. And I do. But I have an OCD issue with people who have talent. And I think I also have an ability to see talent in people that they may not see in themselves. So it's very frustrating. We're like, you have it in you. So Stephen, I know what you have in you. And like I always say, Ben, don't break. I know. I know mm-hmm. when you're going to break and I know when you can be bend. We, you can be bent, but I also know like your potential. And so it's like, it's, I want to see all of that come to you because unfortunately I see greatness come to people who aren't so great and worse than anything they don't work hard they're cutting corners they're bullshit artists they're not very ethical i'm not saying i see it a lot but i see it enough yeah and it really really bothers me because then i see other people who work hard or have talent whatever and don't get those blessings um yeah it bothers me so thank you for saying that Stephen. but yeah you you kick ass kick ass just like kelsey though yeah she does absolutely does thank you absolutely it's funny Kelsey was sharing her picture of her first day at AfterBuzz a year ago. Yes, Stephen. 
And that was a year, only I, one year. I, I know. And you and you know what's <laughs> I feel I, like I've known you for five years. That's, what, that's but, exactly what talk about. Hi, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow on Regular Guy Friday. <gasps> we'll talk about it tomorrow on Regular Steven Guy Friday. We have to get out of here. Though. Well, you know, Stephen has other things to do. But yeah, how crazy is that, Stephen? It feels like five years. Listen, we've got to get out of here. So, and on that very first day, Stephen taught me all I needed to know. Huh? You did. You were my you were my um instructor, my little instructor. Can we can oh. we save it for a regular guy? Okay, fine. I think it's a regular guy discussion. Fine. I don't think it's a better together discussion. You're right. All right. So until then, what do we do? Hold on, let me give him some music. Well, let's go. Too busy with Vincenza. I know. She's my arm workout. <laughs> until then, we Vincenza. Be nice people. Make good choices. And be present. I love you, Daddy. I love you too, Incheza. <laughs> and watch Regular Guy Friday. Regular Guy Friday tomorrow. And follow us oh, on Instagram. wait a second. I should have said this earlier. Can you guys please uh, go to our... We have a new YouTube channel called Better Together Clips. I should have said this at the beginning. Um, we really need the help over there. Uh, we're, we're just putting up some great content, bite-sized content for people that can't watch our entire episode. Um and it's stuff that literally could change your life. Just yeah. this, this such great advice from our healers. And, you know, I want to serve them and I want to serve you. And, uh, but I can't even find it on YouTube algorithms because it's buried. So the best way to unbury it and to help us and other people is to subscribe. And, and while you're there, subscribe to our normal show if you haven't already. Well, I'm already talking to those subscribers. Ah. Okay. I'm assuming they've already subscribed. Nice. So I don't want to have too many asks, but... If you can look up uh, Better Together Clips, and uh, there's a Better Together podcast clip, so that's not us, but Better Together Clips, please. Uh, and, uh, and if you could subscribe and leave some comments and share, because again, I, I, I'm really proud of the work Maria, Kelsey, and Steven are doing here and the, the healers they're bringing on and these gems, these life-changing gems. So we really want to see them get shared and get out there and help people and help you. So until then... We'll see you tomorrow for Regular Guy Fridays. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.